listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. We got a huge show for you today. So many things to cover. We've got Big Brother, what happened last night at the Veto. Still got more questions. Luke, who was eliminated from the show, gave a apology? <clears throat> we'll dive into that. Penultimate episode of Temptation Island. You saw one full bonfire, half of another one, and they couldn't have been more different. The Big D finale last night. We'll talk about that. I don't even know if we're going to get to Raquel on Bethany's podcast. If not, we'll save that for tomorrow. Probably we'll save it for tomorrow, but I'll probably end with some more 90210 talk because of the clip that was released yesterday on my new favorite Instagram account. And we'll get to that momentarily. Okay, let's get going. First off, um, I, I had a little bit of a screw-up yesterday in the Daily Roundup, not in the actual podcast itself, or maybe I did, maybe I misspoke on something. I was just talking about the fact that before I go to bed every night, I write out my tweets for that I'm going to send out for the Daily Roundup and the Sports Daily, and I just save them. So once it actually is posted in the podcast feed, I just take that URL link and throw it into the tweet that I already had saved from the night before. I don't even look at it. And yesterday I accidentally, the two tweets I saved were both written for the Sports Daily. I forgot to write one. So that was the screw up. That's why at 630 yesterday morning or 645, whenever I put up that tweet, the Daily Roundup, the description of it was my description for the Sports Daily. It'll happen. Happens on occasion, but that's where we're at with that, so I apologize for that. And then I real I didn't realize it till about almost noon central time and I put it out there. But I think, you know, I send out those tweets every morning and I've done that for over a year now, ever since I started the daily roundup. But technically do I need to? No, because if you're following me, as you should be, it automatically shows up in your feed. You don't have to you don't need a tweet for me to let you know, hey, it's in your feed. Um, it's in your feed as long as you follow me. It it arrives in people's feeds at different times, but it'll be in there. You don't need a tweet for me to tell you it is. So, but I still do it anyway, just because just because I want people to maybe remember. Oh yeah, I gotta go check my podcast feed. But we're over a year in. I'm guessing a lot of you that listen every day don't look at my tweet and be like, oh okay, I'll go there now. I think you just check your podcast feed, and if it's there, it's there. So let's talk Big Brother last night. The veto. Actually, you know what? I'm going to talk about Luke first. Luke, our person who was eliminated because he used the N-word on the live feeds. He was the first person evicted. Well, he wasn't even evicted. He was kicked out of the house by CBS for violating their code of conduct. And he spoke for the first time about... Well, he just spoke for the first time because you tell me what he's actually speaking about here. But he went on his Instagram story on Sunday night. I didn't even know about this until yesterday when I saw the story on Us Weekly. But this is what he said on his Instagram story in regards to whatever. First time he can get and speak to the public after being kicked out of the house for using the N-word on the live feeds. This is what Luke said on his Instagram story. Hey, guys. Just letting you know, I'm alive. I've arrived, and you got to keep the flames stoked until next time. We can't burn out, 
No, no, no. The fires of love will continue to burn, baby. What? What is this guy doing? How about apologizing? How about addressing what you did? How about taking some accountability? This is just... Mm. Is it that hard? Do you have to be a jokester about all this? You pissed off a lot of people. You offended a lot of people. And that's the first thing you say when you get a chance to go on social media and talk for the first time after being kicked off of a very popular summer reality show that's been on for 25 seasons. Keep that fire stoked. Uh, the fire of the love will continue to burn, baby. An idiot. I'm sorry. That's just idiotic. It's stupid. It's idiotic. It's ignorant. I'm done with this guy. All right, let's talk about Big Brother last night. Once again. <sighs> these four, I hope everyone understands, these four verses that are on the show, the scary verse, the humility verse, the comic verse, and the stupid verse, whatever the fourth one is, I don't care. You realize that these could all be eliminated and just Julie pop on the TV screen and say, hey, this is what we're doing next. That's all it is. It's just something to replace Julie with. Because when it when they say the uh, the Gorgon dude is wants to take somebody else's soul, it could easily be replaced by Julie coming on and say, one of you has to now be banished. Jag, you inform everybody who you are getting to replace you in the banishment room. You know, whatever they want to call it. That's all it is. But the silliness of this game and Gorgons, I've, you know what? I'm going to do something right now that I should have probably done before this podcast started, but I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I have never heard of the word Gorgon before this show. I I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm not... And Googling it right now, apparently it comes from Greek mythology. A Gorgon. Okay. So a Gorgon is each of the three, Greek mythology, each of the three sisters, Sotheno, Urali, and Medusa with snakes for hair, who had the power to turn anyone who looked at them to stone. Okay. I remember Medusa from Clash of the Titans, Harry Hamlin. It was on TBS every day. <laughs> When I was a kid. And I used to love that movie. I didn't realize they were Gorgons. Um, it says a Gorgon is a creature in Greek mythology. Um, descriptions of Gorgons vary. The term most commonly refers to the three sisters. Okay. Okay, so I knew about Medusa. I didn't know she was called a Gorgon. And now Big Brother is using the Gorgon to scare the contestants. Ooh. I, I I know I sound repetitive here, but I cannot tell you how dumb Gorgons are on Big Brother. It's, I mean, yeah, maybe it would be scary if you were, I don't know, six years old. <laughs> uh, I can't help but laugh at this stupid show. 
All right. I still have not gotten an answer. And it was even further confusing me last night during the veto competition where you literally had to put headphones on and listen to a turntable give you directions for what to do. For the love of God, Matt can't hear. He can only read lips. He's told us this. He's told people that on the live feeds, that he's struggling with it. So how in the hell did he put on headphones last night during the veto competition and hear what the hell anyone was saying? I was looking for Matt to be like, maybe he's looking off screen and there's like a teleprompter that when he's turning the turntables, it's giving him the instructions, but in the written word. No. He was looking straight down at the turntable when he was turning it and had the headphones on. I thought he couldn't hear. I'm so confused at this, and it seems like this guy is getting screwed. He didn't finish in the top three, so clearly he didn't do very well. Now, granted, he also didn't understand where the piano was, and he couldn't figure it out. That's his fault. But maybe he couldn't figure it out. Maybe he didn't understand piano right away. I don't know. But the guy has told us he cannot hear, and half the time in these competitions, you have to listen to somebody giving you directions. What is happening with Matt? Can we get an explanation? Can anybody? I even messaged Matt's Instagram page because clearly someone is running it for him. I messaged them and said, can you help me out here? And they haven't even read the message because they don't follow me. So it's probably going straight to the request folder. He's probably got a shit ton of requests in there. And that's why mine's not being seen. But I'm trying. I'm trying to get an answer. Nobody's come to me with an answer yet. I don't get it. Heisum has proven to be the best competition beast so far. Hasn't he already won? He's won an HOH. He won a – hasn't he won two vetoes now? Or was that one with the with the balancing act where you had to put the flowers on top of each other? Was that an HOH or was that a veto? Because I want to say he's got three wins already and show's been on two weeks. So clearly he's a comp beast. However – I know it's early in the game, and I can only go off of what they're showing us so far. We've only had, what, five episodes, six episodes? He is the most unlikable guy on the show. And Riley is right. The way he talks to people is just very, very off-putting, and I can understand why a lot of people don't seem to like him. I know he's like, hey, I'm not going to... You know, I'm not going to bullshit anybody. I'm going to tell them right to their face. Yeah, but there's a way to do it. And he's not doing it right. And he seems to be rubbing people the wrong way. And he's not long for this game. I, I, I can't see any way he lasts very long because I think he's going to piss off enough people. I think he already has pissed off enough people to where next week he can't even compete in HOH. If he doesn't win and somebody from Handful wins or that group of eight or it's probably going to be down to seven after tonight. Uh, once they once they are out and they're down to seven, I, if one of them wins HOH, I got to believe Heisem's going up. There's just no way he's not. I, I just I don't think anyone else on the other side that is part of the professors is on any of the handfuls radar just yet. Hell, even Sari at the end of the episode was like, "Did you hear that speech Heisem gave?" I don't know if I want to associate myself with him just yet. So, uh, yeah, just a just an unlikable guy, unfortunately. 
If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Temptation Island penultimate episode last night and told you we're going to get Chris and Maricela. Was that not one of the more, I don't know, normal bond final bonfires we've ever seen on this show? In the previous four seasons, have we ever seen a final bonfire where two people who ended up breaking up had nothing but compliments for the other one and was nothing but happy for the other one? Maricela is happy Chris is in another relationship. Chris is happy that Maricela is happy. Everybody's happy. <laughs> like, look, I mean, great. It was very mature. I'm glad they didn't attack each other. It was very mature. They're both seemingly happy at this point. Or at that point of at the end of filming. I, the only thing I found a little bit, I don't know. I don't know if the word is suspicious. But the only thing I, I, I found a little bit weird is that they were so willing to let the other one go. Like, no fight put up whatsoever. It was just like, great, I'm happy. And I'm, and I'm happy that you're happy. Well, good. I'm happy that we're both happy. It was just too much happiness. Not that I needed a full-on fight and a blowout, but somebody that you were with for, I don't know how long their relationship was, a year, year and a half, something like that, they put up no fight to even stay with the other one. Chris was convinced that... He needed to be with the girl. I keep forgetting her name all season long. And Maricela. I guess I wish we would have gotten an explanation. Maybe we will on the reunion show, which I'll be watching today. Why Maricela didn't want to stay with Sebastian. Like she literally spent the whole time with him. She literally was naked in bed with him numerous times. I mean, I mean, she's obviously she can do whatever she wants and she can have whatever fun she had on the island. I just thought she wanted to be with him. And if she didn't want to be with him, which she clearly didn't, she said she wanted to leave the island alone. I'm just curious of what her explanation was. Why didn't she want to leave with Sebastian when she literally. Is that his name, Sebastian? I could be wrong there, too. Why didn't she want to stay with him? I wish we would have at least gotten her saying, you know, I've decided to leave by myself because. Versus, you know, it's not like she didn't make a connection with a guy. She was literally with him. She was the first one, wasn't she? Basically to quote unquote cheat. So it was just surprising that we didn't get any sort of explanation from her as to why she decided to go off on her own. But like I said, part two of the finale and the reunion show, they released their screeners on Thursday. So I'm definitely watching that tonight. And then 
I'm not going to give anything away, but I'll have a better answer. and maybe, maybe I'll have an answer to that later on in my own head. As for Roberto and Vanessa, I mean, <laughs> I, I couldn't even, I, I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Roberto lays out like, hey, this is the way it was in our relationship. I bit my tongue so many times because you could never be wrong and you need to change that. And Vanessa just sat there and agreed with everything he said. Yes, I need to change my approach. You make me a better person. I want to be with you. You're the one I want to be with. All right, let's open it up for discussion. Hey, did you ever have a woman sleep in your bed? Yes, she did. What? What? <laughs> just, I was like, wait, wait a second. Literally five seconds ago, you were like whispering in such soft tones to Roberto, telling him how much you love him. And and you heard, and all she heard was him saying, all she asked him was, did you ever sleep in the same bed as another woman? And he said yes. And she freaked out. I couldn't believe she freaked out just because she saw the clips of them literally on the couch rolling around when she's half naked in her bikini. Does she honestly think that at no point during the show those two went back to bed together and they spent the night together? She just thought, oh, these two are making it. I mean, every clip she saw was Roberto saying how miserable Vanessa made him feel and Roberto making out with this other woman <laughs> rolling around on a couch when she's in her bikini. That really pissed off Vanessa when she saw that clip. Did she never th think that he stayed in the same bed? He didn't even say they had sex. She didn't even ask, did you have sex with another woman? It was, did you ever spend the night with another woman? And he said yes, and she immediately got up. And Roberto's like, whoa, whoa, wait a second, wait, huh? So maybe he's going to tell her, like, look, I never had sex. I, but it seems like R Vanessa is so far gone. And even if she isn't so far gone and removed herself because she heard that, even if she comes back to him, that's a giant red flag, Roberto. It doesn't look like she changed at all. It looks like she went into that final bonfire saying, I'm going to win him back. And the second he gave some sort of resistance, she's out. He didn't give her the answer that she wanted to hear, so now she's out. But, man, <laughs> talk about a 180. I mean, you thought these two were going to propose. He was going like, to propose to her. And they were going to get back together. Even Mark was so happy the way they were talking to each other. He's like, these, you guys aren't, these aren't the two people I met the first day on the island. And they were, yep, you know, we're just. And then she just lost her marbles on him over that when she had seen numerous clips all season long of him in a hammock with another woman, him on the couch with another woman. She really didn't think that he ever spent the night with another girl? Come on now. The Big D finale last night. Can't say much of us were surprised that Devin and Alexis ended up winning. They were the most solid couple from beginning to end. And now that the show is over, the one I guess I, I wouldn't even say an issue I had with the show. I'm just a little more curious. And by the way, Devin and Alexis are this week's weekly podcast guests, podcast number 352 that's going to be up in a couple hours. You will hear from Devin and Alexis. We talk about everything. We talk about his relationship with Dean and where that went south. He gives a very, very long-winded answer to that. He has a lot to say 
about Dean. We talk about what's their relationship status now. Because remember, this show filmed in March of 2021. It is now August of 2023. This was two and a half years ago. So they'll give you an update on what happened post-filming, where they're at now, what happened then, where they're at now, what's going on with them. Um, But you'll hear them both uh, on the same podcast. It's not separate. uh, On the same podcast coming up in a couple hours from now. But I didn't have to bring this up with them because they don't have any kids. I did find it weird that all season long, the only time anyone ever brought up the fact that there were kids involved was last week when Brooks and Casey were yelling at each other. If you followed Casey on Instagram, you know that she has a child. She has a boy, and that boy is with Brooks. Um, he's about seven, seven and a half years old. Angelique and Ben have two children. Allie and Mims have children. Didi and Takur have a child together. Like It was just weird how it wasn't brought up. And, yeah, maybe, I I don't know if that changes any of the outcomes, but I think as a viewer, we kind of want to know, maybe some of these couples stay together longer because of the kids. Like, it was, you can't tell me that just saying you have kids, you don't need to say their names, you don't need to say their ages, but just address the fact that Ben and Angelique have two children together. Address the fact that Casey and Brooks have a child together. Address the fact, Allie and Mims weren't on the show very long, but Didi and Takur have a child together. And Didi uh, has another child um, with another man, but that other man wasn't part of the show, so you don't need to bring up that one. Just bring up the fact that they have a child together, and maybe that played a role in their relationship. Maybe that played a role in why Takur couldn't let her go and you know didn't understand things. I, I don't know. It was just really weird. And maybe they all made the conscious decision, we don't want to talk about our kids on the show. It's very possible. But when I talk to Casey on the podcast, which will be in a couple weeks, uh, she'll be on the podcast in a couple weeks, uh, I'll ask her. I'll ask her, did you guys all make a pact? Did the show tell you not to do it? What happened? Because I would think having a child with someone plays a major role in either the the way the divorce went down, the way things have happened post-divorce, your dating life post-divorce, all this stuff. Casey went on her... Um, Instagram story last night and said, look, um, Casey has been in a two-year relationship, but not with Ben. She said her and Ben pretty much knew that it wasn't going to work long-term even when they were still filming because Ben has two children with Angelique and lives in Salt Lake City and Casey has a child with Brooks and they live in California. Like They weren't going to uproot families and move people away from each other. And she said that on her Instagram story last night. So I'm like, yeah, that should have probably been maybe brought up during the show. Like the fact that that wasn't mentioned. Like anybody watching last night that had no idea Casey had a kid and Ben had a kid maybe thought they had a chance to win. But when you think about it, how could they have won? I mean, maybe the people would have voted for them. But if they did win, how would that relationship is what I'm trying to say. How would that have continued post show? I, She said it last night. They kind of knew it just couldn't. It would have been way too hard and families would have had to have been uprooted, and she wasn't about to do that, and Ben wasn't about to do that. So that's honest, but to have it never brought up during the show was just, why? Why wasn't it, you know? And finally, I want to end with this. My favorite Instagram account, BH90210 Restored. It airs one clip every day, usually between two and five minutes. 
yesterday's was an absolute classic because we're still on episode 19 and it was involving Professor Finley, who was the cult leader, quote unquote, of the new evolution at CU. You remember Kelly got in the fire early on in the season. She needed to find a new purpose in life. She felt ugly because of her burns. And then she goes to this seminar and she sees this guy speaking that enlightens her and all this stuff. You know about Professor Finley if you follow the show. But yesterday's clip was Professor Finley um, not getting tenured at CU and all of his students waiting outside for him and hearing the bad news. And then Professor Finley pulling Kelly into his office and saying, you know, basically Brandon is a hater. He's a non-believer in me and my teachings and my workings. You need to break up with him. <laughs> this was, I mean, it's a great storyline. And the guy who played, and I think I knew this, but I didn't really know for sure. So I Googled it yesterday. And yeah, the guy that actually played Professor Finley on the show, his name is, is an actor named Alan Toy. He actually is confined to a wheelchair. He, he has polio. And so when I was watching the clip, and I'm going to get to it and probably by next week because I'm re-watching the season on, um, on Paramount+. Plus. <laughs> I'm going to... I've noticed that he is such a good character... And he's a really good character actor. He was in another movie that I'm just blanking on right now that I remember. And it's something to do with... He gave somebody a gun, I remember. He's working in a gun store, I believe. But anyway. Um, he's a really good actor. And that character of Professor Finley is, I'd say, top three of outsider people that came on to... 90210 for whether it was a two episode stint or a four episode stint or a six episode stint, whatever the case, he was great because he really looked the part. He looked like somebody that would run a cult. And that's essentially what he was running on CU's campus. And right now, Kelly is completely brainwashed. She's believing everything she he says. He'll he'll get her to start believing that she's in love with Dylan because Dylan has a shit ton of money that Professor Pinley finds out about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's getting good. So, <laughs> oh, God, I love this show. Anyway, um, that was the clip from yesterday, and it ended with Finley telling Kelly, you need to break it off with Brandon, and that's going to start causing a ripple effect. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow an Apple podcast. Much appreciated. Also, rate and review if you can. The Sports Daily is going to be up an hour from now. And like I said, in two hours from now, podcast number 352 is going to be with your Big D winners, Devin and Alexis. You'll get to hear all about their time in Costa Rica, the win, his thoughts on Dean, where they're at in their relationship now. You get to hear all that coming up a couple hours, so check that out. Thank you all again for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See ya!